I caught a sour one. I caught a sour blueberry. Oh, man. See, look, eating blueberries is fun because it's also like playing Russian roulette because you'll get a sweet one, a sweet one, a sweet one, and then all of a sudden you'll get one that's super sour, and you're like, I don't know if I want to keep eating these anymore. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 56. Uh... I'm currently trying to figure out how to position myself on the floor because that's where I'm at. If you're just listening, yes, I'm just on the floor. Uh, and uh, if you're watching, you get to see my legs in 4K today. And I have to figure out how I'm going to comfortably sit. I, I, because I can't do crisscross. I can't do crisscross applesauce. Is that what, is that what you would say as a kid? Crisscross applesauce. I mean, is it, did everybody do crisscross applesauce? Put in the comments if you did something else, but that's always what I called it was crisscross applesauce. I can't do it for too long or it feels like my groin's ripping in half. But then at the same time, when I opened up with the with the the hands wrapped around the legs, I felt like a girl taking senior photos just like out in the middle of the field. I, look, I don't know if every um, you know girl does it around the world or around the United States, but I know for a fact in the South, there will be at least one photo of a girl and her senior photos, and she's got her hands like this on her knees in the middle of the field, just, and then just spread it. The other next one would just be spread out on a fence, just like this, with her leg like this, and it's just, oh, oh man, I remember senior photos. Oh, especially like if the girl just got broken up with right before senior, oh, if a girl got broken up with right before she was taking senior photos, you know it's game over. She's just mm, mm, getting everybody jealous as I kick around everything on the floor. Just oh, she's she's gonna like sit all like oh she's gonna be trying to get that ex boyfriend jealous. <laughs> I know that for a fact. But I think I'm just gonna go. Yep, I'm just gonna go hands wrapped around knees. I'm going to call this the, yeah, I'm going to call this, I'm going to go full senior, senior girl photos right now. Senior girl photo for the whole podcast. It look it is a lot more comfortable than the way it looks. I promise it's a lot more comfortable, but sadly it's over. Sadly, Phoenix has came to an end, you know, Jensen has came to a complete halt. It is at its ending point. Everybody's left and gone back home. Except for your boy, he is on the floor of a friend of a friend's house. And I get to have, I, I was blessed to be able to live here rent-free, honestly, and get to stay here rent-free. I was kind of worried about it. Well, here's why I'm staying here rent-free first off, okay? The dorm is over. That's already checked out. Everybody's supposed to be going back home. Jensen's over. The mission trip's over. But before we get all into that, I am staying until um, I'm staying for a few extra days because I got a gig. I got a comedy gig. I know. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, I was. I'm actually very, you know, impressed or surprised. I mean, I don't know. I'm just. I'm stoked. Honestly, that's literally the whole thing. It's a complete blessing because I was like, oh, hold on. They just randomly DM'd me and said, hey, you want you want to do a gig August third? I said, dude, uh, count me in. So August third, if you're in Phoenix, Arizona, August third, seven o'clock at night at the House of Comedy. Get your tickets. Link in the description. 
of the YouTube channel, of the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It should be in the link in the description. Or if you follow me on social media at Iglehart Dawson, you'll find the link to the tickets there. But get your tickets if you're in Phoenix. Come see your boy out at the House of Comedy. But yeah, that's why I'm chilling here. That's why I'm staying. And uh, it was a friend of a friend. And it was the friend that I made um, during Jensen. He was one of the assistants to the Jensen leaders. And uh, we kind of got to talking and stuff. And, you know, he really loves comedy. And I was telling him how I got a gig. And I was like, man, I don't know if I want to spend the extra money to stay someplace for a little bit. But he goes, I can hook you up with a place. And I said, say less. And now I'm here doing the podcast on the floor. On the floor. Yeah, that's, man, my southern accent really, I didn't even know I had a southern accent. But it kicked out just then. I, dude, in Arizona, it's, <laughs> Arizona though, I didn't know I had a really thick accent or if I had much of an accent from the South, but some people in Arizona said that I do, uh, mostly because they're from like Chicago area. That's what I've mostly figured out that there's really a rarity that people are born uh, in and raised in Phoenix. It's mostly people that just come in from Chicago area. So I have been told that I have a southern accent and I now want to um, die. But <laughs> no, I, it's, I mean, I'm from Arkansas, so I guess I do have a little bit of it, but whatever. I don't think I have it that bad. Um, if I do, let me know. I mean, I don't. Now I'm really going to be self conscious about it. I've never been self conscious uh, about much of anything, but I'm now. Arizona has made me somewhat self conscious about my southern accent that I don't think I have. All right. <laughs> but um, the six weeks is concluded. It's kind of sad because, you know, you build all those friendships up for six weeks and then now they're back at home doing their thing and you'll we will probably never see each other ever again. It's kind of like that weird church camp or just go into camp feeling or if you ever like transferred schools and it's, it's kind of like that. You know, you just don't know. I mean, I hope to keep in touch with them. That's what I, I mean really would like, but... Also, they got their own lives, and they're in other parts of the United States. So, um, but it it was a very um, awesome experience. Uh, before, it just I wanted to take a little bit of the podcast to take one talk about one big takeaway that I had from this experience on Jensen. The one big takeaway that I have is you are not alone. That's a very broad thing, but we're we're about to break it down. You are not alone, future wise. Uh, everybody does. Everybody doesn't know what what they're doing with their future. No one does. Everybody's scared of it. Let's just be honest. You know, especially my demographic that's listening to this podcast, eighteen to twenty four. That's usually who's listening to this. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. I mean, you're watching right now. I know for a fact you're probably in college right now. You're getting some degree, and you still don't know what you're doing with your life. You know, it's fine. I don't even know what I'm doing. But the thing is, though, is people feel like they're alone in this. You know, I, I even felt some of this. Like, you know, being in the college ministry, I dropped out. And being, the, like, the only kid that dropped out and still in the college ministry, I was like, eh, I'm kind of like the, you know, I'm kind of hanging off to the side, you know. Like, I'm just a, you know, hanging by a limb kind of thing. You know, it feels kind of weird being a dropout, but in the college ministry. But then I came out here, and I started talking with everybody else, and they're in college. A lot of them are in college, but they don't know what they're doing. And then I talked with other people from other, you know, mission groups, and they're they're planning to drop out of college and stuff because 
they have no aspirations in college. They have nothing to keep them there. They're just wasting money and wasting time, which I give a round of applause to that because, you know, a lot of people don't figure that out and they just stick with the job that they just don't like. But the fact that you decided to like, you know, I don't have any passions here, or any desires in college and you took the next step and you dropped out. You know what? Good for you. You know, a lot of people wouldn't mostly because of parent pressure, but, or just pressure period. But you know, and they feel like they have nothing else to lean on. So they're like, Oh, well, I might as well do this. But future stress, everybody has it. And it was really cool to be able to get in a group of, with a group of people it was like 13, 14 people, and we were all just talking and, and hashing it out and just going, look, I don't know what we're doing, but you know what? We're just going to lean on God the whole way. I'm glad there's other people that feel this way because that's the way Satan tricks you. Satan wants to get in your head and make you think that you're the only one that's going through problems, like someone passing, in a, like a family member passing or, you know, debt or can't find a job or it just, you know— I don't know anything, but the, any problem that you have, Satan wants you to think that you're the only one that's depressed or the only one that's whatever and just keep you in this box and you don't talk to anybody about it. Next thing you know, boom, you're, you're still stuck in it. So you are not alone. That's, that's the biggest thing that I got. It was, it's very awesome. So, and the thing is, is it also made me think more, um, into my future of like, okay, so now that, um, I'm kind of processing things. Um, how am I going to, you know, like the first three weeks flew by, it was great. It was awesome. And then all of a sudden week four came around and I was like, yo, I'm kind of, I'm really kind of, uh, stressing about what's going on. Like, Hey God, what, what am I going to be doing when I get back? What you going to hook a boy up with? Uh, I still don't know the answer to that. Um, I didn't get a direct answer. You know, I still, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm being on hold right now. Um, but we, we will check back later and see what's going on in Dawson's life, living every day, uh, just, just next step, I guess. But, um, I'm just really, um, I'm praying about it, but I'm really tempted just to go back home, take the 07 Corolla, rip the back seats out, put a, put a little, like, uh, not, not a real mattress, but on uh, Amazon, there's like these car bed things and it's like a bed that fits in a car. Uh, to your size car and I'm just tempted just to pack up all my stuff and go on a road trip and just go ahead and just go do it and uh, go tour around probably mosey my way back down to Phoenix live in Phoenix for however long I don't know Phoenix is only five hours away from Los Angeles that blew my mind it's only five hours away so I'm really really tempted just to go on this traveling thing I want I want to really go do stand-up I'm really, the more that I talk about it, the more I just want to pack my things up and go do stand up. <laughs> like, oh, Austin part two, here we come. No, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that stupid this time around. I promise. I just can't do it, but I'm going to be praying about it. But I, I don't know. I, I have, I read the book, just go do something. And if you are glorifying God in what you're doing, then, I mean, I don't think there's, he could be mad about that. I really don't. I, I don't think he will. I mean, I mean, I just got to keep praying about it, but that's something that I'm really thinking about is just going back to Arkansas, hanging out with the fam, packing up a little bit of things and just living out of my car for a little bit. It's going to be, it'd be nice. It's something new, you know, that's, that's the big thing. <laughs> it's just packing up and going, man. But Jensen, Jensen was an awesome experience. Just being on mission, um, man, I pop, dude, I don't know if you heard the pop, but I went and popped all my toes and I, 
I got it good. I caught all the all the piggies, all those piggies. They, man, that was that was a <laughs> dang. My my foot kind of hurts. I've really bent those things down, but uh, I um, it was a really great experience for sure. You know, getting to be able to learn about the culture more of here in Phoenix. I had a few really cool um, gospel experiences, gospel conversations. Uh, besides the um, guy on the sidewalk, Christian. Um, I, I try to, I try to reach out to him, uh, Christian, if you're watching, <laughs> I don't know if you are or not, but I try to hit you up, dude. I, I haven't talked to him in a while, but he checked himself into rehab and that's awesome. But I don't know. I haven't, I tried to t- text him the other day and he hasn't reached back out yet, but, um, I had some pretty cool experiences. Um, other than that, like, uh, at the comedy club, I prayed with a guy in the parking lot. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, just being able to go out there and just, you know, even though he was just so angry because some guy stole his joke. That's one thing that you don't do in comedy, joke thievery. You just can't go and just be a joke thief. But, you know, he got really angry about it. He went out there in the parking lot, and uh, my friend and I went out there, and we talked to him, and um, uh, it was it was awesome just being able to go out there and just pray for him. And um, it, that really kind of got my mind in the set of like, man, I really love doing this. This is, this would be sick if I am able to just, if God gives me just a door, just opportunity, or if just gives me the peace of heart, just to take my car, transform it into a home or a little bit of a home and just on wheels and just go park at places that dude, that sounds fun. I am convincing myself to do it as we speak. I'm legit convincing myself we got to take a blueberry break. I just saw, I just caught a glimpse of these delicious blueberries. I switched them out for chips. I know we switched on, we went on a tangent, but look, look at these things. These things are delicious all in 4k. I love me some blueberries. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me get a good, you got to kind of like, you got to, when you eat blueberries for a while, like I have, and I just eat them by the carton. Like I said, I switched them out for chips uh, I used to eat a lot of chips, and then I uh, got just a carton of blueberries one day, and I just realized I was like, man, I just love finger foods, and I switched it out with blueberries, and it's been the best decision I've ever made, uh, even though um, it does make your poop green, just to be pre-worn, I know, that was, you know, just, do I need to censor that? No, I don't, but just, just be aware, if you're, if you eat a lot of blueberries, and one day your poop, just, just know, that that's what this does. It puts a lot of, I don't know, but it just does. <laughs> Let me see. I got a good handful now or a little, little bit. Oh, oh yeah. I got them. Okay. I got to put these back up right now. <laughs> I caught a sour one. I caught a sour blueberry. Oh man. See, look, eating blueberries is fun because it's also like playing Russian roulette because you'll get a sweet one, a sweet one, a sweet one. And then all of a sudden you'll get one that's super sour and you're like, I don't know if I want to keep eating these anymore. And you're like, hold on a second. Maybe if I just have one more and then you eat that other one and it's sweet and then you keep going, it's just an addiction thing. It's just the addictive personality just that I have that my family, just my whole family tree has addictive personality and I found my addiction is with blueberries, but, but here's the rule though. If you get two sours in a row, you got to put the carton up in the fridge. That's, that's the rule that I have. 
because you just can't come back from two sours in a row. You just can't. It's just like, that's just, it just means that you need to take a break from having so many blueberries. <laughs> it, that's just, it's what it is. You just need to take a break and stop eating them immediately after you have two sour ones. That's the rules. I, I don't make them. Okay, well, I made this one, but it's a good rule to have. It's never failed me when eating blueberries. <sighs> Gone off on a little bit of a tangent on blueberries, but um, I uh, I also had fun uh, in the ending weeks of shoot. <clears throat> Woo! Uh, now the blueberries trying to come back and haunt me because I was talking so much smack about it. There we go. Um, I uh, if you if you haven't been paying attention to my Instagram about uh me posting about um. The little collage that I made, it was like a one-minute little reel of um, of me shooting the t-shirt cannon in the park. Go watch it. Link in the link in the description. Go watch it. Um, it was a it was absolutely fun. It was a great time. Uh, th- that was the biggest thing that I really loved loved about <clears throat> Jensen as well is just being able just to take my hobbies and come down here and just learn how to use them to spread the gospel because spreading the gospel does not come easy. It's not, it's not like you get saved and all of a sudden you're just like, Oh man, let's go. I am ready to go. Just go spread the gospel. It's going to be the easiest thing in the world. No, it takes, you know, it takes effort. You got to learn things and it's not just like a, you can go everywhere and do it. Every culture is different. You know, just because you can do one thing in Arkansas doesn't mean you can do it in Phoenix or you can do it in New York. They're just all different places. And, you know, just communicating with people, and the biggest thing that I've learned is, is like, it would seem easy, but sometimes it's not because you get, because sometimes, you know, with churches and stuff, you can get distracted with numbers. I'm not a numbers guy. No one should be a numbers person, but there's a lot of churches that are numbers people like, Hey, how many butts can we put in the seats in the church? And so when it comes to spreading the gospel, they're like, Hey, how many gospel conversations did you have? Oh, hey, how many how many people did you bring to church? And people get that twisted in their minds, and they think, okay, cool. That is what I need to be doing. So I just need to go up to somebody immediately and go, hey, do you know Jesus? Well, if you don't, I can get no. That's not how you approach people. No, you have to. Sometimes it takes a lot of time, and I've noticed that with stand-up. Is like I, I love stand-up comedy just because I know each each and every one of those guys or girls are just like, they're using laughter as a way to suppress what they're feeling inside. And I know this because I'm in the same exact boat or I was in the same exact boat. And so it's just really cool being able to get to have conversations with people and just, you know, opening them up and just like, just loving on them. I mean, people just want love. That's really what it is. And and that's what I learned. That's the biggest thing I learned is people just want love and people just want someone to be able to talk to them and communicate with them. And especially after COVID, like someone coming up and talking, they're just like, oh, we get to have conversations. Like, let's go. And so it was awesome to be able to have those experiences um, and just bring the hobbies to to here and uh, just be able just to, I don't know, just take, I mean, I made 100 gospel t-shirts and I still have a few, you know, I, as you can tell right here, I still have a few of them left. I'm just going to take them to the comedy show at the very end. I'm just going to be like, Hey, here you go. Here's, here's some of, here's some of the shirts. 
whatever you go take them as you go take them. I, they're all for free. They, they are. They're going to be all for free. That's literally the whole point of me making all these was for free. And that's all I wanted to do with them was just to make them and just give them out. And so I still have a ton of them and I just, I'm just going to throw them out in the crowd that I'm going to throw at least two. I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I want to, I want to throw at least two. I just want to, if it would feel cool to throw a custom t-shirt out in the crowd at somebody like, come on, I got to get that on there. Just, that would be sick. <laughs> um, but I, I, I took the t-shirt cannon out to the park and it was just awesome to be able to see the smiles on kids' faces, you know, shooting it across the pond. Um, you'll see all that stuff in the video, but I did catch a glimpse of Jehovah's Witnesses over there. Those people, I'll be honest, they're weird. <laughs> I, I'll just, look, look, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to put that out there. They, they are, okay? You can't tell me that a bunch of girls just with these dresses on, standing with standing by this shelf with all these little different pamphlets on it with an iPad. You don't, and you don't think that just is strange to be at a park and that's all you do is just stand there. And then when someone's randomly just walking by, you just grab their arm. Like that's what, that's kind of, I mean, that's what they'd be doing. But someone told me like, Hey, I, you know, I bet you wouldn't go over to the Jehovah's witness and ask if they would catch a tear. And I was like, are you kidding me? I've never, you know, talked to one of them before, so, I mean, I'm definitely going to go up there. I mean, do you know who I am? I am going to go over there and ask them if they would like to catch a t-shirt. So, I went up to go ask one of the Jehovah's Witnesses to catch a t-shirt, and they were not down. They were not at at all. It was, they were, they, my friend was predicted right. They, they definitely declined the offer, but then they quickly swung it around to trying to see where my faith was, see where I was at. And I was like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. So I was like, I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to get out of this conversation as soon as possible because all I wanted to do was shoot a t-shirt. I didn't want to have a 15 minute conversation that was going to go nowhere because I'm not going to go and join their cult or whatever. I mean, look, it is okay. They don't believe that Jesus is the son of God. Okay. They don't believe Jesus is God or any of that. They just, they don't believe he's part of the Trinity and it is, it's weird. It's some weird stuff. So, and, and they try to say they're Christians, but like that's literally the biggest thing in Christianity. Okay. And you know, I'm just trying to get out of the awkward situation and conversation, but they kept on trying to f- throw me this pamphlet. I don't know. No, no. Oh, I got to put this light back up. Wait a second. There we go. Uh-huh. Okay. Ugh. Does the light look good? I think, you know what? Okay. That's the, I think that's the, Okay, I think that's the best it's gonna get. All right. <laughs> so part of the interruption on the part of the interruption on the conversation, but um, dang, come on. There we go. See, there you go. You caught a little glimpse of my OCD. Okay, that's what that's what that was. Like you know, I saw the light wasn't in the perfect spot that it was last time. So then you just witnessed me just go over there multiple times to just try to figure this out um okay there we go (laughs) 
what was that a wasted minute and 30 seconds that's what i'm talking about um um anyway where was i okay jehovah's witness they handed me this little they kept on pushing this to me and they were trying to explain to me to go to their seminar which is pursue peace you know uh that's their that's their big thing i guess in the 22 2020 <clears throat> 2022 convention convention <clears throat> can i speak today convention of jehovah's witness uh, program highlights. You got Friday session. What what do you got Friday session at the Jehovah's Witness? We got learn how to love leads to inner peace, at peace with others. See why Bible's advice for marriage mates, parents, and children can be called the roadmap to family peace. Say what? Oh man, you think Friday's good and spectacular? Wait until you got Saturday sessions. Is it possible to enjoy peace if you suffer from illness, economic problems, natural disasters, or other difficulties? Watch an uplifting video that shows what people around the world are doing to enjoy peace. Uh-huh. And then, oh man, we've got a kicker. we got a three-day weekend, Sunday sessions. Can we really become God's friends? Is friendship with God automatic, or is it something we Required for us. Here are the answers to those questions in the Bible-based talk, friendship with God. How possible? With Jesus. All of this is with Jesus. You want to pursue peace? The easiest way to pursue peace, you, look, here's the thing. You don't even have to go to a convention. All right? You don't even have to go to spend three days. I don't even know how long these things are. Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. No, you don't even have to spend three days to realize that the only way that you're going to find peace is through Jesus Christ. Let me get a round of applause for that one. Oh, amen. Amen. Oh, man. But the, the Jehovah's Witness, man, sometimes you don't know how to respond to them. I don't know how to respond to them just yet. Okay? It's just, it's just weird. You know, they just kind of like are there. I've never had, I've never met one before. That was the first time I ever had an encounter, but this is what I found out. I did some research. <clears throat> so you want to know how to keep, to automatically just stop having conversation with Jehovah's Witness. This is the easiest way to do it. Start singing happy birthday. Oh yes, it's going to, oh yeah, just start going, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jehovah's Witness. Happy birthday to you. Do that, and they will not know what to do. I promise you, they will start melting like the Wicked Witch of the West. Just, ah, no, ah, we're not supposed to celebrate birthdays. Don't bring it up now. I don't know how old I am because I never celebrated a birthday. Oh, no. Oh, I'm melting. Please stop singing the birthday song. No. And they will die. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't tested that theory out, but I, they don't celebrate birthdays. You have reached the intermission of episode 56. And in dedication of reaching halfway, I have unbuttoned my button up halfway uh, for that and this would be the perfect time for you to also grab something to eat if you need that or dehydrate yourself also to uh like subscribe and even comment uh, on this podcast and once again thank you for listening to episode 56 we will be continuing shortly now mormons 
that's how we're switching this up. We're going straight from Jehovah's Witness to Mormons now uh, because they're another group that makes up a lot of Arizona. And I've realized going on Jensen that I have now wanted to research a lot of these other religions and how they correlate to Christianity. Um, I should be doing that anyways, but I kind of did a little bit of it. But I don't know. I kind of want to really dive deep and go in depth. Okay, so I know Mormons right off the bat. Everybody knows bicycles. Um, now my curiosity at the very beginning was, is like when there's a Mormon in training and do they have a shirt on that says Mormon in training or do they have like a very distinctive thing from the other Mormons like training wheels? Um, I, I had to look it up. I couldn't find anything on it. Um, uh, oh wow. Training wheels. I couldn't find anything on it. I, there was some weird... There was a picture of... Anyways. It, no, okay. There we go. I, I found it. It was... I, I was... I came across... Did so, Someone asked, can Mormons ride motorbikes? And I was like, that's a very interesting thing. And apparently they can't. Uh, that's against the rules. Uh, but that's kind of a shame because that would be a lot faster. You get things done. Like just immediately if you rode a motorcycle. And how sick would that be? You just see a Mormon on a Kawasaki just just he, like, just throwing out letters or whatever they hand out. And he's just like, he pulls his helmet off and just... And everybody's like, who is that? And they're like, that's the Mormons. <laughs> like those, like, you know, the scenes in the movies where like the hot guy gets a sick bike and he just, <laughs> it's just a Mormon on a Kawasaki pulls up. Oh, he takes the hell. Oh my gosh. Is that a, that's Mormon? That's a Latter-day Saint? Oh my God. I didn't know they were so gorgeous. <laughs> oh man. But, no, they have this book. They have an extra book with the Bible. It's the Book of Mormon, uh, written uh, by Joseph Smith, not the one who was in love with Pocahontas. I thought that. I know. We were on the same thing. I thought Joseph Smith was in, the one in love with Pocahontas. But, no, that's John Smith. John Smith um, uh, was the one in the, with Pocahontas, not Joseph Smith. So, um, to really dive uh, from that. So just in case if you were wondering that, that's the confusion that I had. They're completely two different people. I That would have made it a lot more interesting, but nope, they're different. Uh, but in, in the Book of Mormon, uh, Joseph Smith, he translated these artifacts from Egypt and he made this book and it's, I don't, I don't know, I haven't really dug a lot into it, but all I know is, is then I found out that Mormons can't have coffee. They can't have coffee. That's the biggest thing of all of it. That the, all the little bit of research that I found is that you can't have coffee. You're telling me you can have multiple wives, okay? Which I don't even know how that works. Do you fit four king-size beds together and somehow, like, you know, try to make it work? Or how, how, is, this, how is this working out? But you're telling me you could do that but can't have coffee. That is... That hurts a Christian's soul, especially mine, because it hurts any Christian because coffee is a staple for any Christian. It is. It's like as soon as you get saved, you get baptized, and then you get a coffee grinder That in that order, or you get a coffee membership or a coffee stamp or whatever. It's something to do with coffee right after baptism. It's like you wonder why Christians walk around so happy and go giddy all the time. It's because of the Holy Spirit and four shots of espresso, baby, and that's guaranteed, 100%. 
and it's just so disappointing to hear that a Mormon, that Mormons can enjoy the just oh just the awesomeness just you are missing out on so much like you don't know what it's like to wake up to the smell of coffee in the morning oh my it, it is the best thing that would just oh your morning's already better when you smell coffee in the morning it, it is the most amazing i okay you know what? i can guarantee you that you know if you're mormon watching this right now you, you got to come over got to come over to my place i'm telling you I can make you, uh, I, I'm telling you, I'll make you a French, make you a cup of coffee you can't deny, okay? As soon as you hit your lips, you're, you're, I, dude, I'm making you a cup of coffee that'll make you convert, okay? A hundred percent. You, as soon as you take a, out of my French press coffee, you're turning that bike in the next day, guaranteed. I promise you, I will be converting Mormons out here with my coffee. Oh, it is, I, it, just my French press is off the walls. <laughs> Dude, y'all are missing out on the coffee, man. But, no, I, that's all I really have on Mormons, man. But, just, you can't have coffee? That's just, I don't know, I read that, and it just, that's what really stuck with me this whole time. Like, everything else just kind of slipped through the cracks for a little bit, but I was just like, you can't enjoy coffee. That's, that's really something. But, Hey, to each their own, I guess. Uh, but really, hey, hit me up, hit me up, Mormons, if you want to like low key come over to my place. You know, you don't have to tell any of your friends. You know, either just come on over. Yeah, I, hey, look, I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up with. You want some Arabic? I got some of that. Some of that Colombian. You know, dark blend, medium roast, whatever you want, dude. Just grind that up. It's a staple over at my place. I grind it fresh every morning. Just. I mean, I haven't been able to here recently, but I can't wait to get home. That's like literally one of the things that I just can't wait to get home to is my coffee grinder and my French press. Like my friends, my friends, whatever. As long as I got my French press and my coffee grinder and Jesus, I'm good. You know, I got the literally the trifecta. <laughs> Jesus, coffee grinder, and a French press. And, you know, I got my things rolling for me. Who needs friends when you got that? Okay, and I can, hey, just... I will I will hook you up, promise you. Um, but I uh, also had an interesting encounter as well. Uh, some guy saw one of the little, like I guess they were like little like guest cards um, that we were like handing out that were uh, up for like the church plant, and uh, the oh, a guy on the sidewalk um, just like looks at one of them, and he I think he was homeless. I'm pretty sure he was homeless. But either way, he I think he saw the Baptist on the the little form and or like not the form, but the little like things that we were handing out uh, to people that were curious about the church plant. And he looked at him and he saw the word Baptist on it because it, it was a Baptist church. And he looked at me and he goes or looks at me in the group and goes, screw Baptist, go Catholic. Exactly that. He goes, screw Baptist, go go Catholic and that and just way more aggressive than that and just started cussing and just hollering and just he went on a tangent about the uh about the pilgrims and the Mayflower and I was like I, I don't know where you're going on with that but screw Baptist go Catholic I was like what is this <laughs> I don't know what this division is I don't why do we have so much division I don't understand uh, like 
okay, awesome. You go and you confess your sins to a guy in a box that dresses up as a pimped out wizard and uh, and he waves incense around, I guess. I mean, that's cool. I, guess. I don't know. Do your thing, dude. I guess. <laughs> I don't know what's up with all this division, man. Okay, especially with Christianity. There's, I still can't get over that. There's 200 different denominations alone in the United States. That is nuts. Nuts, I tell you. 200 different denominations alone. And what what is there not to, like, if you ask, I, I'm fairly certain of these 200 denominations. If you put them in a room and you ask them what the main belief is, is they're like, hey, you know, it's, it's the gospel, you know, Jesus, you know. He died on the cross for all of our sins. He he rose he rose um, three days and then he he rose again. And you know we believe in the gospel. I'm like, all right, cool. We could we could all agree on that. And everybody's like, all 200 of them are nodding their heads. I'm like, so what's what's the deal here? And they're like, well, that guy over there he likes different music. Okay, what? <laughs> all right, cool. Well, this guy. We like to wear hats during service, and this guy, th- these people don't like to wear hats during service. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, we only use like uh, grape juice during service, but we but they use wine. And you're just like whatever. Uh, these traditions suck. Just get it together, Christians. Okay, get it together. We need to be all on one mission. All like, just going to spread the gospel. Who cares about all these? little traditions that don't even matter anyways, okay? <laughs> All right. <sighs> little rant right there for the, I don't know. <laughs> screw screw Baptist, go Catholic. Mm, like we're sports teams, man. We're just, I'm, I'm, I'm for the wrong team, I guess. I'm, I guess I'm for the wrong team. Who knows, you know? <sighs> I really want a cup of coffee right now. <laughs> But, uh, oh, this was, I, I know now we're getting into the f- fun stuff towards the end of the podcast, but, uh, um, but I, oh, man, I, I was really excited to also come down here because there is some fun things that I've wanted to do, um, uh, besides, you know, be able to expand and, you know, learn how to spread the gospel through my hobbies. I wanted to attend a church, a certain church, uh, and the head pastor is, uh, Mark Driscoll. And if anybody knows who Mark Driscoll is, um, you must have listened to the rise and fall of Mars Hill. And everybody, like, dude, it's like been blowing up with Christians like last year, especially last year. The rise and fall of Mars Hill podcast was like on everybody's like thing. It was, it was, it blew up in my church in the college ministry. Everybody was listening to it. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, please, I encourage you to go listen to it. Uh, it's a very good podcast about, like, basically, Mars Hill was a church. Mark Driscoll was the pa- head pastor. And, you know, it rose really, really quickly. It gathered a lot of a following and just, like, co- quickly collapsed within, like, two years. And it was it's just it was absolutely just, I don't know, it was just a crazy um, podcast just describing, like the like, the things that were in it. Um, to make it fall and just how power hungry he got and just just very just ego and just I don't know just typical like you know you just, when you rise that fast you know things could probably get to your head so it's like I mean to him he you know things just got to his head but um it was it was a very interesting podcast and I'm one of those guys that's like all right cool I listened to a podcast about it and then I found out that he had a church and I'm like now I gotta go see it 
it's kind of like Scientology. I brought up Scientology twice in this podcast. I didn't even realize I was going to bring it up, but <laughs> that many times. But it's like with Scientology, you know, I listen to all these podcasts. I listen to all, watch all these videos on it. I, um, I did a presentation on it. And then lo and behold, whenever I find a church of Scientology, I have to walk in it. No matter if I believe in it or what, just because I don't believe in it doesn't mean I'm like not going to want to walk. It's like, I've done so much research on, on this thing. I have to go in there and witness it for myself. So it's the same thing with uh, Mark Driscoll. I don't know if necessarily if the dude's changed or not, but I was going to go in there and I was going to be like, look, I've listened to the rise of Mars Hill. I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to go and experience it, which was very interesting because, um, I, I watched, um, this, um, I, I think it would have been funny if I walked into the church and just been like up to people and be like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Are you doing good? Or whatnot? And like tapped on one of the people that were like in front of me in one of the front of the, uh, in front of me and run ro- of the front of the rows and just be like, Hey, are you, are you here from the, uh, rise and fall of Mars Hill podcast? <laughs> I wonder if that was like a, that would be a cuss word in that church. You know, like if you say you would say, if you say the words Mars Hill, like they all turn and like, they just like kick you out. I, I don't know. I didn't test it out. I I went there and um, I look, okay. I went in there with an open mind. Okay. I like, I did not go in there planning to just tear this church to shreds. I'm not trying to do that, but I wanted just to go and just have the experience since I had all this information in my head. So, and I was already in the area. I was 12 minutes away. I ha- you have to go at that point. So I went and um, first thing that I noticed is the building which I'm popping up a picture of right now. And the building looks a lot similar to a UFO, which was very interesting. So I felt like, okay, cool. I'm going to walk in here. And as soon as he's done with the sermon, he's going to have everybody drink the Kool-Aid. And we are going to fly off into the sunset with in this UFO-shaped church. Um, the, the building was very shaped, shaped a little um, odd. But then I, I was like, okay, cool. This is nice. So I walked in. Uh, I kind of got two haze and then I went and walked and sat down. Um, and, uh, it, it had a nice scenery to it. Like I was like, all right, cool. It smells great in here. Like it feels nice. Like there was, but there was, it was heavily secured, man. I'm talking heavily secured. Um, he, he's got his bodyguards for sure. Got his bodyguards now. Uh, <laughs> like I, I walked in with my backpack and I sat down and the security guy came up to me and goes, Hey, uh, we typically don't have, we don't typically don't, you know, like people bringing backpacks in, uh, but in order for you to have your backpack in here today, I'm going to have to check it. So the dude opens my backpack and he just kind of like, you know, flips his hand through it. And I was like, is that, I was like, are we good? And he goes, okay, cool. Yeah, we're cool. But then like, I just, he kind of just stood off to the side and I felt like the whole service, he was just breathing down my neck. Um, that was, I don't know. That was very weird. That was kind of like the kickoff of it. Then the worship happened. The worship was pretty good. The worship was pretty good, but like <laughs> the, the worship there is like very like concerty. Like I'm talking like the very, just like it has like a long intro. Like everybody get up, everybody get up today and worship with us. And just, you just hear the piano just, 
fog coming out. Some guys about some guy just grabs the mic and then like a light shines down. He's just like Jesus, the King of Kings. You could just I don't know. I I don't even know if that's a song, but like you could just you can just feel that it was a very big concert feel. But I did love the worship. It was it was good. Like it had a full band, synthesizers, pianos. I'm I'm all for full band worship. Like I know some people are just like straight back in the past and they still love the hymns where there's no instruments and it's just straight oh but nah i'm good yeah i'm i can i can rock with the instruments like man okay i listen to christian rap i'm i'm down with the modern modern worship music so i loved it then came the service and the service i was like okay cool i'm actually gonna see him nope uh there was just this big uh big um screen that came down and uh, it just played a rerun of the same sermon that he did on Saturday, apparently. Um, when you go onto the website, you see that there is a Saturday night church service, which I was not aware of um, at the very beginning. Um, hold on. Where are we at? Okay, cool. Um, so I went to their website before I went to the church and, uh, I was not aware that they have Saturday evening service. I've never heard of a church doing Saturday evening. If there is another church that does, let me know, but I don't, I don't think there is. I don't even think Elevation or Transformation Church does, uh, Saturday because I looked it up. Um, but if this was a very interesting topic point and I was wondering why would they ever do Saturdays like I it's just one it's just one day you know get up in the morning and and go to church and whatnot like I, I don't know like what would like why would you need to do a Saturday service unless like the building's just so small that you know you need to have another day to be able to do so many other services well come to find out this is the reasons why do you and your family want to come to a free event um, no, hold on, no, where, oh, okay, okay, here you go, this, this is some of the points, sorry, I was reading some other thing, these are some of the points of why the, there's Saturday service, want to be among the first to hear the sermon each week, join us on Saturdays to hear it live from Pastor Mark, and there's an incredible worship, uh, before the sermon, oh, before, uh, and after the sermon. So that that's the first point, which is very intriguing. Yes, you want to be the first one to hear the sermon? Yeah, I want to be the first one. Okay, cool. Want to sleep in on Saturday and Sunday? You can attend church on Saturday as a family and not worry about getting the kids ready early on Sunday. What? No way. So you want to be lazy? <laughs> Come on Saturday. Sports fan, catch all the NFL games on Sunday by attending the church on Saturday. Oh, well, let's go, baby. Dude, I got that. I bought that red uh, red zone, baby, that NFL ticket. Let's go. Are you t- are you, dude, I'm going, to, I'm going to Trinity Church. I'm part of that church now, baby. I'm, I'm signing up, getting a membership because there's sports. I got to read that again. Sports fan, catch all the NFL games on Sunday by attending church on Saturday. Wow. Like, like, here's the thing, though. Realistically, 
how many games are you going to miss if you just go to church on Sunday? I, I, I'm fairly certain if you make it to the 9 o'clock service, you're not going to miss any games. Because I don't even think the games start before until you get home. And what, you're going to miss like what an, what a, 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 like half the first quarter maybe at most? You can't miss half? You can't record it? <laughs> oh, and here's the other big kicker. We'll have food trucks and increased shade structure structures and mister and misters to stay cool and grab a bite to eat after the service. Oh how nice. Uh kids can play on water slides while you meet other families with kids around the same age. Okay. They had huge water slides, man. I felt like I was at a water park. I didn't go back there, but I literally just glanced and I saw these ginormous water slides. I was like this is insane. <laughs> um, well, it was just funny to me that they the, the the sports thing and the sleeping in really got me. Then you go to um, about us, and I'm trying to th- see leadership. This is where it got me. First off, first off, he doesn't have anything really. I don't think he has. Yeah, he doesn't have anything in here about uh, Mars Hill in his uh, in his about page, and then on top of it, you scroll down. There's a pastor of fun. Let me let me look at this. Let me look at this guy. Where, where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Come on. There's. I think it's called pastor of fun. You gotta bear with me. Executive worship pastor of fun. Legit, he is the pastor of fun. <laughs> Oh, I'm just gonna, dude. He's been serving at Trinity since his inception, and now has uh, the honor and joy of pastoring kids, junior intern, uh, junior interns, and interns. Uh, his title is no accident, as he plans an epic events and parties to practice for heaven and bless the families of Trinity, uh, with a degree. Uh, in entrepreneurship from Point Loma and many years working at Christian camps. He loves serving in ministry along with his wife. Uh, He is passionate about developing culture and helping the next generation get excited about their relationship with Jesus. Pastor of fun. (laughs) Wow. Give me that role. I would love to be paid just to be the pastor of fun. Like, you know, you're 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 sad at Trinity Church, then just go to the past. I don't, I think that's kind of redundant. You can have there's no point of having a pastor of fun. There's everybody can incorporate some way to have fun. <laughs> There's a pastor. I just that's awesome. A pastor of fun. Let's go. Um. But I don't know, man. It was it was a very interesting experience. Um. I uh, out of my sermon notes, he really jabbed at polygamy today. That's what he really jabbed at. So uh, I know I brought up Mormons. So did so did Mark Driscoll. He he brought up um, that he, he thinks polygamy is going to be a th- like it's going to be very popular um, later on in life. Uh, I, I found out that Joseph Joseph Smith had forty wives. I don't even know if that's true. I thought it was just Pocahontas. Um, Muhammad had eleven wives, and one of them was si- uh, one of them was six years old. I found that out for him. Um, the reason why there's Mormons in uh, Arizona is because uh, they got kicked out at, uh, in Utah and they kind of just moved on over here to, uh, <laughs> to move on here to Arizona to gather up. Um, 
those those are kind of the big main ones. And then he tied it. Then he tied in polygamy with some some. Like, this is his main like kicker to like leave with. Uh, sometimes when you get what you want, it's not what you need, and that's what he tried to tie in with polygamy. And I was like, oh no! It happened a second time. It happened a second time. Ouch. We can't have that keep on happening, man. We can't. We can't let that keep on happening. Oh. Oh, boy. Anyways. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like, big on, like, the whole, like, oh, condemning a pastor and, you know, trying to make him look bad. Because I know there's those YouTubers that are, like, out there and they're just trying to, they're just out there to try to make pastors look bad. I just honestly was like, okay, I looked into the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. I was like, man, I'm very interested of what this guy's doing now. And I don't know. He just, it just didn't seem like he had any sense of direction. And it was like very, I don't know. I felt like I was more at a comedy show than I was a sermon. He, I mean, he made me laugh multiple times. So, I mean, it was, it was very interesting um, to say the least. Um, but it was very different. <laughs> for sure was it worth it oh yeah it made the rise and fall of mars hill podcast like click even more so please go listen to that podcast it was a it was very interesting it was a very good podcast um i encourage it wholeheartedly um we can click out of that now um oh before i get into uh the bible verse uh, I got to dust off a little bit about uh, the Grand Canyon and what my experience was because everybody's like, oh, before you die, you have to go to the Grand Canyon. Are you ready? Are you ready for the rating of the Grand Canyon? I, I went, dude. Are you ready for the rating? I promise I'm just slapping my legs. That's all it is. Boom. Grand Canyon was okay. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. It was just okay. Because if you, if you only take a one-day trip out to the Grand Canyon, it, you can't really get the full experience. You're kind of just walking around it. And for the first five to ten minutes, you're like, okay, this is pretty dope. And then afterwards, you're like, it's just a hole in the ground. I mean, but it's not It's not what other people make it to believe. They're not like, oh, my gosh, it was the most – I just – I cried for hours as I – sat on the edge of the Grand Canyon as I just just like oh my gosh like this is the I, I don't know it's not like that I think the reviews are a little bit dramatic okay but definitely worth seeing for sure you have to see it at least I feel like that I feel like the Grand Canyon is worth seeing at least once but at least plan a few day trip out there and not not just go on a one day trip because I went on a one day trip and it felt kind of like Oh, I wasn't there for long enough to really kind of like get the full experience. Um, but definitely, de definitely worth it. I would, uh, oh, I, I would definitely uh, recommend it. Oh, the Bible verse that I have for y'all today. We're going to flip on over. Okay, this corner is just not working out for me as as it is for uh, as for movement. Uh, but we are going to flip on over to Proverbs three. Oh, come on, come on, Dawson. 
We got Psalms, Proverbs. Usually I have it marked, but you know what? I'm very um, behind today. <laughs> Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. Um, th this Bible verse was given to me, um, or not given to me, but it was it was um, recommended to me by uh, by my mentor. Um, and he, he recommended me this verse because I was kind of flipping out, uh, like, you know, week three after week three going into week four, I was kind of flipping out about what the future holds for me. And I kind of just prayed over and meditated on this verse and just kind of just gave all my, uh, all of it to the Lord. It was just like, Hey, you know, like whatever my future holds, man, like, you know, better than I do. I have these desires you know, if these desires are, you know, you see these in my future, then go for it. If not, whatever. So it's like, it's like, I feel a lot more at peace being able to pray on this verse and meditate on it. And I think this verse will be good for y'all as well. So it is, it's Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Think about him in all your ways and he will guide you on the right path. Don't consider yourself to be wise. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Uh, this will be uh, healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. Um, it, that is a very good verse um, when you're just like super stressed out about life. Um, I feel like a lot of people are uh, in their own little ways. Um, me, uh, I've bumped into a lot of people that are just stressed out about their futures. And uh, because they're young, you know, around my age, you just don't know what's going on. You don't know if you're making the right decisions or not. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is, is that, you know, even in the mix of all the confusion, God's going to give you comfort and he's going to guide you on the right path no matter what. And it's, I, I honestly can't wait to see where God takes me on this journey. And it, it's really cool because like, if I honestly go home, and I go to my 07 Corolla and I just take that back seat out and I trick it out to be livable and I go travel. It gives me the chance where I am literally just relying on the Lord the whole entire time with comfort. Well, I'm not going to be having comfort, but just like relying on the Lord and leaning on him for, you know, safety. Just, I don't know, just I'll be relying on him for everything because I'll be living out of my car and just going and doing stand-up and whatnot and not in absolutely just like relying on him the whole time and I think that'd be a really cool experience but uh, we will see and we'll find out on uh, another episode but um, thank you so much for listening uh, to episode 56 of the last I go heart podcast if you made it this far um, I just want to um, yeah just thank y'all for listening make sure to like subscribe Follow me on my social medias, which will be linked in the description. Uh, also, feel free to donate. It's down in the description as well. Um, but, you know, love you guys. Uh, I am in this corner. is getting kind of hot. Um, but uh, this is the conclusion of episode 56, baby. Y'all y'all go be great, man. My southern accent stuck out again. It is what it is. But uh, come out August 3rd. I will be at the House of Comedy. Um, August 3rd, 7 o'clock, Phoenix, Arizona. If you are here, get your tickets. Link in description. Uh, uh, uh. See y'all next week. Or, yeah, see y'all sometime next week. Next episode. Uh, see, bye. -a. See, I'm not good at goodbyes. I'm not good at goodbyes. I have separation anxiety. <laughs>